0: this week's episode of the one broke actress podcast an honest account of actor life plus a few lessons I your host Sam Valentine learn in the process hi guys welcome to your halfway point for season three episode six thank you so much for listening to episode five Brian was a rock star and you guys gave me some awesome feedback on him He loves you right back. So thanks for listening. This week, we're going straight back to the actor train. So today, I am joined by a longtime fan of the show. Color me blushing. Her name is Amanda Payton. Uh, She opens up and gets really real with us about her transformation coming from Carnegie Mellon to professional acting in L.A. Here's a hint. It did not go as she expected. Uh, How the first few years of her life here were marked by moments of unrest and indecisiveness and kind of just waiting for her phone to ring. Something we can all relate to. Amanda also shares how she went from her bartending networking to her real feet on the ground doing the work work. How she set up her own email systems to get attention before showcases, to get meetings with managers and agents, and how that process actually got her the confidence enough to get her the manager that she has now. Um, Along the way, she also shares how she dealt with the downside of the business, about being dropped by managers and being told she was too old with too few credits. I mean, fuck you, by the way. Um, How losing days on sets due to script rewrites and how all of that culminated in her having a one line co-star that changed the trajectory of her entire career. You guys are gonna love her. I am so glad I had the chance to meet her and I know it will not be the last time that I see her in my kitchen or on my television. So without further ado, please enjoy Amanda Payton. (laughs) So I am here with Amanda. Hi, hi.
1: I'm so thrilled to be here.
0: I'm so excited. I'm a fan of
1: the podcast.
0: That like touches me in a way I, I have can't been describe. since
1: before <laughs> you know, like since the beginning. I feel like how long have you been doing it?
0: Um, it'll be a year in October. I've, I've
1: listened to every episode.
0: That makes me Except so for one. Happy.
1: There's one that I haven't listened to. That Actor isn't. taxes. Oh, if you. It avoided just stresses that. me out. <laughs> I'm 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 going to an accountant oh, yeah. for the first time this year. Not doing it by myself.
0: Okay, that's probably a good idea. Yeah, because we need to. Yeah, it's a nightmare. And after yeah. listening, after having her on the podcast, I was like, oh, I don't think my tax guy is up to par.
1: Listen, I'm gonna listen to it before I do my taxes. You should. I'm so going you know your to. Person's good. Yeah. But
0: it's. She's good. She's good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Take it. I'll and listen try. to Take it. Take notes. Um, <sighs> okay, but this is not about me. Even though it feels like really good to talk about me. Um, okay, so. Tell us about you. How did you get to L.A.? How did you get to acting? Where are you from? So I'm actually from L.A. You are?
1: Yeah. I'm from L.A. So I grew up around the whole acting everything. I remember, like, going to visit the set of, like, The Amanda Show. And I remember... Do you remember From all that. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember watching it and being like, I want to do that. I'm one of the lifers, right? So I'm one of those people that, like... I don't remember wanting to be anything except for an actor. There was a brief stint when I wanted to be a baby doctor, because that's what I thought pediatricians were called, and (laughs) I wanted to do that as well as act. So I've never really wanted to do anything else. That being said, I was always like open to exploring other things, like should that come up, and I did a lot of stuff as a kid, like I did a lot of different like camps and Mm -hmm. you know, all that stuff, but really always wanted to be an actor.
0: Did you act when you were a kid?
1: Okay, so I wanted to very badly, but my dad had dabbled in the acting industry Mm -hmm. and knew how hard it was and how hard it was for like child actors, especially like emotionally. He didn't want to be that dad, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which we see when we go to commercial commercial auditions. Yeah, like corralling Mm -hmm. the kids and like kids crying and, like, forcing them to go in. And you have to be, like, very consistent also. Like, as a performer, you like, like you, there's no room for your feelings. As
0: a parent, too, you have to, like, manage the Totally, child.
1: totally. So he, he kind of put it to me like this. He said, okay, if you start acting now, you might become a child actor and you might fizzle out pretty quickly. Or, option B, you can study. And he got me like a bunch of Shakespeare books and started like your dad. I know he's amazing. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And he brought me to plays and he would do some plays. He made his money as a landlord, but theater was his love. And he had a degree in theater um, from college. So he knew what it was like to study theater. And so he put me, I mean, I went to a camp where we did musical theater, CCLO, Children's Civic Light (laughs) Opera. I took it so seriously. I started at nine. Yeah. Yeah, I started at nine and I went until it turned into young adult civic light opera at like 18. Do you still sing? I do. So I actually went to college for musical theater for the first two years and then I swapped to theater. So I haven't sang in a while. Why'd you switch? Um... Well, my voice was not as strong as the rest of my classes. And I knew that coming out of college, I was probably going to be doing theater and probably wanting to do uh, film and TV. Okay. Um, Although I still love stage. And it's so tough that there's, it's really hard to do stage here. I did one stage production and I was very adamant that they got me like an understudy so that I could keep auditioning because they just keep, it pops up. And I ended up actually like, Booking my first guest star while I was doing that show and the understudy had to go on. <laughs> yeah, and it was, like, stressful. But I try to stay very clear with whatever I'm going to do that, like, my priorities are going to be, like, going for the auditions and going for the TV and film right now. Yeah. Right. And maybe later I'll go to New York and I'll do a show. That would be amazing. Oh, yeah, a dream. Oh, yeah. I miss that stuff. So I did. I ended up going to L.A. County High School for the Arts <laughs> and I majored in theater. Now, this being said, they allowed me to kind of see – what I like, like if I liked being on set, I was, I'm very stubborn. So I heard like, over, I heard like on the radio, this thing that was like, kids can come and like say your name and like do a scene and then you <laughs> we'll let you come to our school and then you'll be a star. And I was like, I want to go to the school. I never really had the goal of stardom. Mm-hmm. It was just like the thing I love to do. Yeah. Right. So... So I went to this audition, and I went to their. I ended up going to their school, and um, they called and were like, "You look kind of like Raven Simone." You're oh, from uh-huh. that so Raven, yeah, course. and so which I don't anymore. But at say, the, we were really young. It was so. It was for Doctor Dolittle one. And they needed a photo double for her, so I, I came into the school and they took pictures of me. And they were like, "Yeah, you're hired." So I went on to set, and I was a photo double for Raven Simone for Doctor Doolittle One. So I got to see what it was like on set. Oh, uh, did you follow? I love? loved it. Oh, Still, yeah. when I walk through a set, if I'm whether I'm working or like walking to an audition or like going to a fitting, when I have that smell, it just brings me back to that first time. How old were you? I was in elementary school. I think I was like, I don't know. How old are you in elementary school? I don't know, like it was elementary school.
0: Nine to 15. I was
1: over nine and under 15. <laughs> <laughs>
0: great. That gives me a great I think range. I was probably like 12. <laughs> okay. It was
1: Dr. Doolittle 1. But then by the time Dr. Doolittle 2 came around, we had aged differently. Okay. So I didn't get to do Dr. Doolittle 2. 2. But I did like a commercial. I like finagled my way into getting a commercial agent. Okay. Just really manipulative child.
0: <laughs> well, it clearly worked out. Yeah. So, yeah. did you, you went to college for musical theater? And I then you did. graduated with a theater degree. Yes.
1: So. so, I went to Carnegie Mellon. Oh, great. And then we did. That school's
0: no joke. It's a
1: serious school. No it's, joke. Yeah. You get great training that I had to like relearn how to like make into what I needed I was here ask, in LA. Yeah. Do it's you a,
0: feel like you, what you learned in. School for theater was helpful for film and television. It was. Because I know it's it a was different. very helpful, but
1: I think the thing that was most helpful is that it taught me how to work correctly. Mm-hmm. When I got out to LA, I was getting a lot of notes that I was very green, and I just didn't understand what that meant because I was like, I've been studying theater for at that point eight years formally because I had four years in high school and I graduated with my BFA. And I'm like, well, I'm not green. I've been doing this my whole life. And the truth was that it's just, film and TV is just different.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: just different. So I had to learn how to do that. And auditioning's different.
0: So different.
1: I'd never been handed something and been expected to get a feel for it and perform it like 12 hours later. <laughs> and you got to sleep, right?
0: Apparently you're not supposed to. No, I don't know. I don't know. I
1: still get stressed out about like those quick turnaround auditions.
0: So what was your first audition outside of college? Do you remember? My first audition outside of- Like your first or first film and television audition.
1: Well, it happened. Okay, so we went to New York first while we were still in school to do a showcase. Great. And we did our showcase in New York. And in New York, I had a really good outcome. Um, And we hadn't gone to LA yet. And so you meet with all of these agents and managers and casting directors. And I remember I auditioned for a couple different shows there. I had a couple agents and managers like, while you're here, let's just throw you up against the wall and see... If it, if it works.
0: It's like the dream of doing a showcase.
1: Yeah. It was great. But I mean, I was really just like looking to set myself up with agents and managers. I wasn't thinking about getting a job yet. Of course. I remember at that age saying to everyone, like, I don't care how long it takes just as long as it happens. Like, I don't care if I start working when I'm 45, when I'm 50. As long as it happens, I don't care. Yeah. And then I graduated. I was like, wait, I need money. <laughs> and I want to do this. I would
0: like to show someone that I'm actually working. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, it'd be great to work, right? Yeah. And also, yeah. So so that was New York. So I, I started auditioning like a little bit then. And then we went to L.A. and did the same thing. And I had a good outcome here in L.A. too. And I ended up signing with um, an agent and a manager right away here in L.A. And then just starting to go out for – not just co-stars, but guest stars and series regulars.
0: That's amazing. Well,
1: yeah, but I wasn't ready for it. Okay. I did not know what I was doing. I had no idea.
0: Uh, how did it, it's just a
1: completely different thing. Did
0: you know you weren't ready?
1: No, I thought I was ready. Okay. Um. And I did. I, I booked one of the first co-stars that I went out for. I remember because... Uh, a couple of us, I guess the the casting director had come to see the showcase and had called in a couple of us uh, girls because it was just one line and it was, "Will you take a picture of me and my friends on the show numbers?" Just had to like walk in. I remember I like brought a camera and I like dressed up and I remember going in and really just being so nervous and saying, "Would you take a picture of me and my friends?" Oh, and I those booked the it.
0: Worst auditions because. I don't know if you did this, but when I used to get those, I would be like, would you take a picture of me and my friends right? would you take a picture of me and my, you, put, yeah. you like <laughs> you verse yeah. 17 ways for a one sentence yeah and you're
1: like where am I coming from where am I going to <laughs> let me go over my objective and like I full on had an objective <laughs> they don't care in fact it's just too much uh-huh. like it's better if you don't care yeah. I started thinking about co-star auditions like I think about commercials and that really helped me because oh, I well, don't I care that. when I go in for a commercial because they don't give it to you in advance and I'm such a like A student that I mm-hmm. want to prepare and I know I can outprepare anybody, but sometimes that is not how you book the job. <laughs> Usually, that is not how you book the job. You just walk in confidently and do your thing and like let it fly because you don't know what it's going to feel like in the room or how the person's going to say the line. Yeah. So I try. Uh, I try to think of everything like that, but it's harder when it's like here's fourteen pages in, the, in an emotional breakdown.
0: So did you start? Booking pretty consistently right away. No. How was that journey been No, like okay. For you?
1: So right away I booked two co-stars and two small parts in two independent movies.
0: Did you feel like you were on top of the world?
1: No. I kind of never do.
0: Okay, we'll we'll go back to that. Go on. Yeah,
1: okay. So I booked these things. And there was there's so much rejection in between them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I booked four roles. And I, by right away, I mean like one or two years. Right. Not like in the first month. Yeah. If it was all in the first month, then probably, yeah. I mean, I booked a commercial, and then I was cut out of the commercial, which is fine. Mm-hmm. And then I remember my commercial agents kept switching. It was with a big agency, and they kept switching who was my representation, and I didn't know who it was. And then eventually... They just dropped me. And then my auditions started kind of petering out. And I'd get maybe three a year. And I just would oh be sitting by my phone thinking that I was doing work because I'm available. But I wasn't trained that, like, you got to do groundwork. And mm-hmm. I also kind of thought that, like, if I party with, with the p- famous people – that's networking. Of course. It's not. I think
0: that's everyone's first. I got one
1: I got one audition from partying with a cast. <laughs> and I didn't <laughs> book it because I was like in the mindset of partying. Oh. That nice. wasn't my priority. Did you
0: have a day job? What did
1: you do to like make ends meet? Bartending. Okay. Which is also kind of dangerous, right? Because then you're like, I'm networking. I'm drunk and I'm bartending. Oh my god, I drink so much when I
0: was a bartender. Yeah,
1: me too. Where'd you bartend at? Standard Hotel. Did you? Downtown okay. LA. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, have you been there? I'm yep. sure. Yep, Love Yeah, that place. I was up on the rooftop.
0: Oh, I went on my first date there. Yeah, L <laughs> <In> A. LA. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my first L A. date. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah.
1: Maybe I was there.
0: You might have been.
1: Yeah, it's a long time ago. I worked there for five years. Okay. Or five and a half years.
0: So, you're working nights then. Yes. And that's a whole lifestyle. Uh huh. And then have in, like auditions in between. Rarely. What was your life like? Yeah, where did you feel like you were? I felt like
1: I was available for something good to happen to me. But I wasn't. Mm -hmm. I wasn't doing anything.
0: Were you in class? Yeah. Okay.
1: I was pretty much always in a class. So that's why I was available, right? Mm -hmm. I was pretty much always in a class and every time I'd have an audition, I'd go to it. And I was in an on-camera class. And I would jump from class to class kind of too. Yeah, I've done that too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I just kind of felt like I was available for something good to happen to me. And I remember I pulled my life together. I stopped drinking okay. and got serious about life. And about a year after that, someone said to me, cause I was scared and complaining about my acting career. And someone gave me amazing advice. Um, they said, okay, so most jobs are a nine to five, right? What are you doing for your acting career? Like, honestly, How many hours a day, not a week, not a month, how many hours a day are you putting into it in any way? Like, even just like reading a script, a play. How many hours a day are you putting into it? Look at it like a nine to five. Even look at it as a part time job. But you gotta look at what you're doing. You're just sitting here waiting for your phone to ring. And at that point, my managers had dropped me. So I still had my agents, but I didn't have my managers. And I was like devastated over that. Of course, nice. even though they weren't sending me out. so And that's one of them called and said, look, we're not doing anything for you. We're not yeah. sending you out.
0: Yeah, that's like a job a that no one talks about is when they're kind of doing you a favor. Yeah. Like, we're going to release you so you can find someone who does.
1: Yeah, but I wasn't you. ready. I just I wasn't ready to like put myself out there yet. Mm-hmm. So after I got that advice, I really had to look at what I was doing, which was not much. <laughs> <laughs> really not much.
0: It's funny because you, it sounds like you have your shit together. Like you've had a couple bookings, you have um, agents. Great agents. you in class. Yeah. In class. Um, so what was missing for you? Like, what did you find?
1: So when someone tells you that you're just at a complete loss, you're like, yeah, but what do I do? Yes. So the first thing was, well, I want a manager because my agents don't barely know who I am. And the second thing was, I want some kind of work because work begets work. So I think around the same time I started submitting myself for projects and I was so scared of my agents because I was like, if I call them, they'll remember I exist and they'll drop me too. That's oh. truly what I thought. So depressing to talk about this, right? Oh, wow. <laughs> this is the real stuff. This yeah. Is all about. So a friend of mine – I I had an audition. They got me a great audition and I went to it and she was like, call them after your audition, tell them how your audition went and ask them to set you up with a manager. And at this point, I had already been trying on my own. So at this point, there was like still the workshop stuff going on. Mm -hmm. So I was doing the work. I don't know. Maybe there still is the workshops for managers and agents.
0: Yeah, I think they're different now. Okay, so I had
1: started doing that and – And I wasn't just, like, showing up to them. At this point, I started, like, thinking, like, more of a business person. So I would write a letter. I would find out, like, these are the five managers that are coming to see this showcase. I would write... I'd find their email addresses, and I would write them a letter first being, like, I'm repped by this great agency. I have these bookings behind me. I... Uh, graduated from Carnegie Mellon. That was still like my playing card that I was playing. I was like, I peaked in college at that <laughs> point. <laughs> so I was like, I graduated with Carnegie Mellon. I have a BFA, um, and I am gonna be at this showcase, and I am really looking forward to seeing you.
0: So you contacted them. I did you. not
1: ask them for anything. Love that. I just said I am looking forward to seeing you. I am so excited to meet you. Just so that they'd, even if they just, even if they just went across their desk, so they'd see the name Amanda Payton, and then. There I'd be in front of them. Yeah. Just, you know, for association. That's great. Yeah. So, um, but, and I, I got some meetings from this. I got some meetings with some great, great management companies, but nothing came of it. And one man, one guy told me that I was too old to, at this point I was 26. And he told me I was too old to only have co-stars on my resume. And that crushed me. Wow. That crushed me because I was 26. And, and I still had that mindset that was like, I don't care when it happens as long as it does. Because, you know, you turn on your TV. I know, I get that everyone comes out here and says, like, if you're a woman, you have to book by the time you're five years old. Right. Otherwise, you're never going to get anywhere. Now
0: we're all but old, you turn
1: yeah. on your TV and you see everyone of every age, especially now. And weight and looks and all that, too. But that's like a whole another sidebar. Yeah, that's a whole nother <laughs> thing. But especially now... So that kind of shocked me, Mm -hmm. Um, and that was kind of tough to get over, but I did, and I kept pushing. Anyway, so now back to what I was saying about I called my – and then I called my agent, because at that point I was putting in footwork. Yeah. So I was like, now I feel comfortable asking for your support as well. So I'd gotten like three or four no's, but I had gotten myself meetings. So I was like, I got meetings with these these people, and I'm really looking for a manager right now. Is there – anyone that you guys could suggest to me. And they were like, yeah, totally. And they set me up with a meeting, and the woman signed me. Wow. Yeah, but that story's not over yet. Okay. So she signed me. We got new headshots, and like a month later, I had a chemistry read for like the first time for a series regular. Um, And in the same day, I was testing for General Hospital. So I tested for General Hospital and I got this chemistry read. Now I didn't get either.
0: Okay.
1: Oh, and I also booked my first national commercial, all in the same week.
0: What a week!
1: Right. And but the funny thing that people don't talk about is like it was really also a painful week because I didn't get either of those things.
0: Yeah, it's something the big you can one. only look back on now and, and
1: be like, wow, what a week! Yeah. Yeah. And then a month later. I got an email from this manager saying, I'm leaving the business and I'm paring down on my client list. Oh. And this was right before pilot season. No. Right before pilot season. Um, and she was like, so we will no longer be working together. So, okay. So th- but this time, I've got a little something under my belt because I just tested. Yeah. So I emailed my agents right away this time. And said hey can you guys set me up with another manager and they were like Amanda it is pilot season we cannot deal with this right now don't bug us and I was like oh sorry I was unaware because I haven't gone out for any pilots <laughs> but of course you know you want to like crawl back into your shell a little bit of and course. like lick your wounds because that was like oh, they said no but I turned around after pilot season was over and said hey guys just a reminder I'm looking for um, a new manager and they said okay and they set me up with um, my current manager, Holly Shelton, who is the most amazing, ama- amazing, She's an amazing, manager, <laughs> majorly amazing, <laughs> the most amazing manager. Um, I went over to her house and we talked for two hours Wow! and I signed with her and you can see on my, if you look at like my IMDB or my resume, you can see like pre Holly and after Holly, Holly just hit the ground running with me. And she just really turned my career around. I was also ready. At this point, I was ready. I was back in a different class. um, And I was working really hard. Can I Um, ask what class you were in? Tony Greco. Okay. Tony Greco's class. He does a four-week intensive. It's amazing. Yeah. He does a four-week intensive here in Los Angeles. And then he goes to New York to do it. He also does one in China. Cool. Um, And it's every day for three hours or six hours if you so choose because he has a morning session and a night session. So you really have to devote your life to it. But it's amazing and it's not on camera and it's not about the biz and he doesn't like tell you what your type is or anything like that and you work on plays and he just like breaks it down for you. And there are also a lot of like really amazing working and non-working actors in there and um, who are working at very, very high levels. Like people who I look at and I'm like, yeah, I want their career. Um, and they're in and out of class, like while they're working and, um, you get to see the way they work and the way they throw themselves into class and the way they work on Shakespeare and Moliere and, um, the classics, That's you know? so cool. So, um,
0: so you have this new manager, mm-hmm. you're in this new class, mm-hmm. you've learned to do your own groundwork. Is there mm-hmm. anything else along the way that you picked up too that you can, that you've, Been doing on your own because I think that's a lot where a lot of actors struggle is between stuff like what they can do to help themselves. Well,
1: I fully stopped partying, which is not for everyone, yeah. You know, some people I mean, I still like have fun in my life. In fact, I have more fun because now I remember the nights.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's how you, some people can get really lost in LA too, in that way, because it is really fun. And there's so a lot fun. of really cool stuff to do. Yeah. Um, but if you can't find the balance, you do have to just like not.
1: Right. I also have just an incredibly addictive personality. Uh. So like now I'm addicted to like running and like meditating and I need it <laughs> or I feel off, you know? <laughs> okay. So I'm yeah. one of those.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: So um, I just started like feeling my feelings. I didn't want to feel any of my feelings, which is so insane because I was an, I'm i an actor. And we choose that to like feel our feelings, but I was running so hard away from my feelings. Mm -hmm. So, all the feelings, I feel them real hard.
0: So great. Yeah,
1: (laughs) that's huge. (laughs) And that took, you know, I'm still working on that, Mm -hmm. but it took like two years. Like, this is a lot of negative
0: thrown at us. So, to actually feel all the negative, you kind of just have to. Yeah. Along with the good. Mm -hmm.
1: Because if you can't feel the negative, you can't feel the good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Did you do anything else other than that like uh like groundwork for your own acting career?
1: Um, as far as like, did you
0: do you like did you at that time like self-submit? Did you or you were you like talking to your manager? I was often? okay, so
1: I had done a couple things that I had self-submitted for. Um and I didn't my manager just really hit the ground running once I signed with her. So I was starting to get auditions at a rate that I had never before. Amazing. So I was kind of busy. And you are busy. Yeah. Oh, that's the dream. Yeah. And just trying my hardest. And also, oh, troubleshooting and stuff like that. Like So when I started booking, sometimes you really have to like sit down and look at it objectively and question it. So like when I started booking a lot of co-stars, then I was like, okay, what is it about me that says – you want to invite me into your living room for 20 seconds, one minute. And how do I broaden that to be interesting enough to be invited in for three minutes, four minutes, five minutes um, to be a guest star? What is it that I'm lacking to be a fully fleshed out character?
0: Oh, I love that work. Okay. A
1: lot of people talk about. You know, you have to, like, pay your dues and do so many co-stars and then mm-hmm. so many guest stars, and then you can get a series regular after that. And I wasn't so focused on that. I was more focused on my part because I had a manager taking care of the other part. Cool. And I trusted her. As my, I mean, I'm, as much as I could.
0: like I'm always (laughs) scared
1: that like she's gonna drop me and then I'm gonna I'm always living in like the fear of the future or like what happened in the past Uh yeah so I did a lot of thinking about that and then seeing like what am I bringing into acting class am I bringing into acting class the types of characters that I want to be playing um just a lot of like self reflection,
0: mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a good thing to do once you stop partying. Yeah. <laughs> right. You got. You have time to think. To think and be with yourself. Yeah. So, now that you're in this more recurring slash lead world, do you feel like you're transitioning to that? Do you feel like you're there? What does it no. feel like? No. No. In fact,
1: this is a okay. I'm going to tell you this because I feel like this is important. So I had done my first guest star and it was like a possible recurring guest star. And I know a lot of people like once they'll do a guest star, they won't go back to doing any co-stars. Um, I got called in for the first time by Valco Miller casting for like one line on Big Bang Theory. And I went in for that. and It was the first time meeting them. And I, th- I was playing a receptionist and it was just something like are you here to see the therapist? Okay, she'll be with you in a moment. Mm-hmm. And I did it and walked out. And on my way to my car, got a call. Okay, you're you're coming in to read for Chuck, like Chuck Lorre. <laughs> uh, but,
0: does, but he sits in on the the guest for co- star lights? for
1: co- co-star
0: for Whoa. co-star. And he has so many shows. So you're coming in, I
1: think it was like either later that day or tomorrow. And so I walk in, and there are like four of us. How did you keep your nerves down in that?
0: Because even though it doesn't matter, thank God
1: I only had one line to say. Yeah. I would be very nervous. I'm freaking
0: out. He's such a legend.
1: Yeah. Him and like all of his producers in this like time, I'm freaking out. So I go in, I say my line. I leave, and I book it. And I'm so excited. But it's it's a co-star.
0: But it's like the most, uh, what is it, the most earning show of all time or something at this point? So
1: I go to the table read the next day. And Kaylee Cuoco is having a birthday. So we sing happy
0: birthday to her.
1: She's turning 30, and I have a little mini meltdown because I'm like, I'm almost 30. (laughs) And I do it. I'm so nervous. I'm sitting there. I'm so nervous. We're on the set having this table read. And I go in for my costume fitting and I go home and I get a call from Holly and she says I got good news and bad news. I was like, oh my God, didn't I just get fired from the table read from sucking? And she was like, your part has been cut. The good news is that they're going to pay you anyway. I was like, I wasn't doing it for the money. Right. But weirdly, my response was like, you know what? That's okay. They'll call me in for a bigger role now. And now, and now Valco Miller knows who I am. Oh, okay. Yes. Like two weeks later, I get a call, are you available these dates? I'm like, is this an avail? What's happening? Valco Miller wants to know if you're available these dates. Uh, Yeah, I am. Okay, so it's like a month in advance. So then those dates come up and they're like, okay, never mind on the avail, but they want you to come in tomorrow, but the lines won't be ready till tomorrow for a heavily recurring guest star on the Big Bang Theory. So the lines will be ready in the morning, and we'll send them to you as soon as they're ready, and then you'll come in at like 2. Okay, I'm an overpreparer. I'm freaking out. I'm like, okay, so now it's the second time that I've met them. Oh, and by the way, Ken had sent an email to Ken Miller, had sent an email to my manager saying... She did really great. It was nothing to do with her. We needed to cut down on time. We'll think of her for the future things, which was just so sweet. Yeah. So now I'm going in for, with about 13, 14 pages that I'm essentially cold reading for Valco Miller the second time I ever meet them. So like I said earlier, like I do pretty well when I just have to like let it fly. Mm-hmm. And they knew that they were handing it to me right there for the first time. So I go in and I did it, and they were like, Cool, cool. Are you available these dates? And I'm like, Yeah. Still, yes. <laughs> Still, yes. And if I wasn't, I would make myself. Indeed? Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm like, OK. So I'm like, Did I just get an avail from a first read? Like, what's happening? Then they later that night, OK, the sides are changing, but she's going to come in and read for Chuck again. Tomorrow, and this is like four or five months later after the original role had been cut. Okay, so tomorrow she's coming in for Chuck. Again, we'll give you the sides in the morning. So oh I can God. barely sleep. Are you kidding me? How am I going to do this? Yeah, I think. And I've literally only ever done one guest star, and it was on Nickelodeon. Okay. Not to like diminish that. It was awesome. No, but, but it's a less stressful Yeah, it was atmosphere. a less stressful atmosphere, and I, got, I booked it off of one tape.
0: Great. So okay. yeah, so this feels because very I was lucky different.
1: because the guy who was casting it was like out of town in Greece with his wife, so the tapes got sent to him, Great. so I didn't have to keep going back. Yeah, <laughs> so I get handed these sides. Oh, well, I got the sides before, and then I get to the audition, and then they actually just like hand you handed me other sides. They were like, "There's now there's like rewrites," and I had like I marked it's up my rewrites, sides. That's like
0: two tweets. It was lines. just yeah, exactly. And I'm like, oh my god, this is what's gonna fuck me the worst. I'd rather have six new pages. That's
1: what it was, and. And, and here I got, I kind of messed myself up in this audition because I looked around and I recognized every single person in that room and there was one of each ethnicity. So I was like, I'm the kind of black girl, uh-huh. right? I'm the half black girl. There's a half Asian girl sitting next to me over here from this show, the Indian girl from this show, the blonde girl from this show, the brunette from this show, and the Asian girl from this show. And that was all there was. And I was like, I'm so like, this is insane. And for Big Bang Theory. And so I went in and I just like left my body. Now, I didn't like it or anything, but like my hands were shaking. I wasn't in the moment. I left feeling sad. Oh. And I didn't book it. But again, you know, they wrote a nice email that was like, she did so great. And but that we're going to go with this other girl.
0: Yeah, that's was, almost out of your control. When they have every flavor in the room, it's like, yeah. what are you going to do?
1: Yeah. Although this one, I do feel that I got, I, I, psyched myself out. You think so? I did psych myself out. Now, I don't know that if I hadn't psyched myself out, I would have would have booked it. But I did psych myself out for this one. So, you know, that was sad. But it was really exciting. And, you know, you get the little taste and you're like, more. Yeah. So I, a uh, couple months later, got called straight in for Chuck to do a couple lines on Big Bang Theory and I booked it and I taped it. And I just felt like that was such a classy move by Valco Miller, first of all. Mm -hmm. And also it says something about them that they're calling in people. They're not categorizing. This is a co-star actor. This is a guest star actor. They're going to call you in if you're right for it. Yeah. And then they just kept calling me in. And while they were calling me in, I was like getting my chops. Right. So I was doing other other co-stars, other mm-hmm. guest stars. And I remember having a moment on the Big Bang Theory set and looking around and being like, I could do this. Like, I could be a series regular on a show like this.
0: And that's a feeling that I think people always, they're like, oh, I want this, I want this. But it's like, are you ready to carry a million dollars an episode? Yeah. No, then you're not ready. Yeah. And it's something you really have to, like, sit down and think about. So yeah. that's a cool feeling. But I, yeah,
1: and I, I looked around and I was like, I get the musicality of this. Like, I understand this form of acting and I was like mm-hmm. I don't know that I could do like I can't do what Meryl Streep does right like I'm not I don't look at that and say like I could do this well, It
0: took Meryl Streep a long time to do what Meryl Streep does
1: yeah but I had and also like with the schooling and with all of that I was like I understand the musicality and like how to set up a joke and all of these things like I understand the musicality of this so I could do this um so anyway, after the Big Bang Theory, I am gathering things in on my resume, um, guest stars here and there. And as I'm doing that, Valco Miller is calling me in for other shows. And like the Kaminsky Method, they brought me in for every female role in that show. Like they were trying to get – like I was like, these people are trying to get me on a show. That's and like, now they're reading me for series regulars. That's
0: the definition of when – when they're like, oh, you know, uh, do you have any casting directors who are fans? It's like, that's a fan. That's
1: a fan. And and I would come in and they would like hug me, like in front of other people. And I would feel so... Oh, you were that person. Yeah, they would like like, hug me. And I didn't, uh... I don't understand why. Like, I still don't. I was like, because I said, like four years ago, because I said, would you like to come to this therapist? Please wait a moment. Well, I'm getting a hug because I got cut... And part of it was because I got cut, too, too, right?
0: Yeah, but then you reacted, like, in a classy way, and, like, you Imagine if I
1: didn't get cut. Because get this. Get this. Get this. I'm so excited. excited. (laughs) I didn't get any of the roles in the Kaminsky Method, although I read for Chuck again. A couple months later, it's pilot season. So that was in, what, last December that that was was happening. Um, And a friend of mine actually booked one of the roles I read on it. Um, and I was like genuinely happy for it, which was awesome. That's such a good place um, to be. Yeah. And so I – a couple months go by and I'm in like the height of pilot season and I get another thing from Falcon Miller.
0: This is this past pilot season. Mm-hmm,
1: trial and error. Uh-huh. I'm like, huh, interesting. This is a – this, this looks like a great role. I had gone in for a role in Trial and Error two years before for season one, this is a new character for season two. Oh, let's go. They really want to get me a, I don't think I'm going to get it, but like, let's go. Um, and there's kind of like the, the catch, which is you want to do so well for them because you're like, you're fans of mine. I want to do so well for you. So I'm almost more nervous. Yeah, there's like a standard you have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I go in a week later. I go back a week later. I'm testing. And it ends up being my first series regular role. God Starting from a co-star audition that came after my first guest star audition that got cut. That got cut, and it all stems back to that.
0: It's like gives me the goosebumps. Yeah, I mean
1: it's crazy. Yeah.
0: That's so cool. Yeah. That's one of my favorite audition stories I think I've ever heard.
1: That's my favorite audition story that's happened to me because (laughs) I ended up booking my first series regular.
0: Pardon the interruption here guys. Um, I know you're really enjoying Amanda's stories as am I. I'm just going to give a little segue here and let the ladies of Red Mouse Pictures talk to you for about mm, a minute and a half. Enjoy. So guys you already heard about the awesome sponsors we have so far this season for the podcast and I just want to remind you that one of our best sponsors is Red Mouse Pictures, and we're talking actor-specific reels made just for you, not recycled scenes, written for you, cast for you, everything done for you by two amazing women who are also in the business, so you're supporting women, supporting actors, and supporting yourself, so the ladies of Red Mouse Pictures are here with me to offer you guys your deal. (laughs) Ow! Remind them what they're getting, guys. So... With the one broke actress, if you come to us and you say, hey, I heard you're one broke actress, we will give you $50 off per scene. So you get one scene, $50 off. Two scenes, $100, $100. off. Three scenes, $150 off. <laughs> <laughs> and up from there. So yeah, if you um, email us, you can find us at redmousepictures.com. There's a contact form. And if you say, you know the one broke actress, $50 off a scene. Hell yep. Yeah. And there'll also be a link on onebrokeactress.com as well as in this podcast. Thank you, ladies, so much. I'm so excited yeah, to see what Sam. comes Sam. All right, guys, back to the show. Okay, so you book a series regular, so trial and error. So I remember reading the pilot um, yeah. last, two, was it two pilot seasons ago? Yeah, it was a while ago. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to get picked up yeah. in a heartbeat. So had you uh, already seen it? Like, Yeah, what, I what, had what because I
1: watch because I watch everything that I audition for and don't get. Great. And everything. I mean, I just watch everything. I watch everything that's on. I watch, 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 watch. I um, feel like that's a huge part of our job. Do you
0: watch TV a certain way? Do you just like consume? With my phone in
1: hand to look up IMDb's. Great. And trying not to compare. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a tough a one. one. I used to do this thing where I would like scroll back to their to everybody's first things and be like, when did they first start? And I think that was because of I was told I was like too old at 26. So I would look at different examples of people working after that age which I am one now so thank you (laughs) I'd be like you can't get a series regular if you don't get one by the time you're what 19 I don't know
0: yeah there's no I was in school sorry I've never that guy's dumb yeah anyway so uh that's good to know because I think a lot of us everyone's told, like watch more tv watch more tv and it's like how do I but I also genuinely enjoy it I do too yeah I love it sometimes it feels lazy
1: I feel completely lazy Super I had my first okay. So after trial and error, I got my a publicist for the first time, which mm-hmm. is like a crazy thing. Like, She's what really is nice, that? By the way. She's, She's like super nice. nice. I very, I very much like her. <laughs> yes. So the first interview she got me, uh, I just like talked on the phone with them, kind of like this conversation, and then the title came out, and it was she loves TV, and I was like, oh my god, that's <laughs> embarrassing.
0: <laughs> I really want to. But name I was like, you know what? I
1: do love TV. Yeah, I do.
0: Do you, how, how much TV do you watch?
1: Real question. Okay, so when I'm busy, so, when so I'm busy, I, I don't. Okay. But when I'm not, I'm like, well, I'll binge it. Yeah. Why not? But, you know, I haven't, so it's been, like, kind of busy lately, so I haven't been, like, in my free time, I'm reading scripts and, like, memorizing lines, so I haven't watched in, like, three days, but that's very odd. Yeah. I'm just, like, constantly watching if I can, at night, too, after, you know, how I, there's, like, a time, like, 10.30, when I'm, like, no auditions are going to come through.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I know what time I have to wake up tomorrow, and I know what my tomorrow looks like. Half the time you don't, because, like, there's, like, same-day stuff and all that. <laughs> yeah. But... That's when I'll, like, just sit down and watch TV and stay up way too late watching.
0: <laughs> we'll get to your routines in a second. I want to talk about that. Um, so what, what's it like being a series regular? Reoccurring. What, what's the official – what was the official role Series of
1: regular. Okay. One, one season series regular. Um, amazing. Amazing. I'm, but here's the thing, that I don't want to, like, sell it as the answer to everything because it's not – because truly, like, the happiness that you cultivate as a person, that's going to be your happiness level. And I always thought, so you, always, you know that. Everyone knows that. I remember I had an acting class, and there was a girl in the class who was like, I booked the series regular, and let me tell you, it doesn't fix everything. And part of me was like, yeah, I know, but it does. <laughs> and screw you, okay? Because you did it, it doesn't fix everything. You have it under your belt now, and you will always have that as, like, a playing card and whatever. You know you can do it. But she was right. It, the happiness that you cultivate truly is your happiness level. So that being said, there are some really, really amazing things about it. Um, it's really great to know where you, I also. okay. So my experience was also like we did this in Vancouver. So That's I cool. it was felt like a vacation. It yeah. did not feel like work. I bet not. I also didn't have... I wasn't number one on the call sheet, right? I was number six out of six on the call sheet. So I had a lot of free time, too. Um, And I didn't have the most stressful job. Our number one and two, both of them, always on set. Always. And working so hard. Um, And I worked very hard because I don't know how to not work hard. But it felt like a vacation.
0: What was your day-to-day like during that? So you're in Canada. So I'm in
1: Canada, and I decided... um, Ken Miller, the casting director, called me to congratulate me and said I would suggest staying in downtown Canada. And I was like, "Anything you say, yes, you have, <laughs> been, you are amazing." <laughs> so I um, ended up staying in downtown Canada, and the and we shot in Burnaby, which was like forty five minutes away. So I set like up a little life for myself in downtown Canada. So like I joined the Equinox there, which I'm not a member of Equinox here, but I was like I'm making money. I'm gonna join Equinox Absolutely. for, and it was just ten weeks. Mm-hmm. So I joined the Equinox there. You know I made friends in the area. I made friends with someone in my building who actually helped me tape a self tape, so, awesome. which was really necessary. <laughs> um, but the cool, the most, the biggest difference was knowing what my next day was going to look like or having a rough outline of it I think one of the hardest things for me to do is to anticipate and prioritize and that's especially hard right now when the show is airing currently I'm doing publicity stuff but I'm also auditioning for other jobs Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of things coming in at the same time and I have to prioritize and figure out where my attention needs to be, when. Um, so when you were on set, that was pretty clear. It was clear. my My priority was to do a good job on set.
0: Did you have someone you rehearsed with? Did you rehearse with the crew? How did you get like ready for your day?
1: Um, no, well, we didn't really rehearse. We rehearsed like before we ran it. Um, Yeah, I just would memorize my lines and then we'd play. But it's not a crazy, heavy dialogue-driven show. Mm -hmm. So, again, like, it's kind of where I do well, which is kind of more improvisational. And um, we just got to play with it. And even, like, we would get new lines thrown at us on set.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Did you – when you get uh, off book for something, like prepped for an audition or a shoot – um, do you like? How do you? What's prepared for you? Do you? Do okay, so a I'm lot a, a crazy person. You, I want to know, and
1: I need to know all of the words exactly, which you don't need. To do. I know what,
0: to do you don't need to do it I'm the opposite though I'm like it's free I know the story I need, like, I get a little off I get perfect. like if
1: I say with instead of is it's a huge deal oh, if I see, get like the past and I think it's like talk. the theater training <laughs> yeah I need what you have because oh, no, I'm, I'm I get a little ridiculous, it used though. to screw me up mm-hmm. um, and it still does sometimes because if I screw up one word I would be like oh damn it mm. they're gonna know like no one knows so I, the, you asking like because how it's I. It's like
0: Sorkin. Uh, but
1: I just feel like all of it needs
0: to be like that.
1: Like <laughs> even like the comedy, like they wrote that for a reason. It's true.
0: And that's a really good way to look at it.
1: Who am I? I'm not a writer. How do right. I know what flows best? Yeah. They're trying to do a thing. It's all clues. Even punctuation is clues. This is just because I was like trained in Shakespeare. And in Shakespeare, if there's a comma, you pause for one half beat. <laughs> you know, if there's a period, you pause for one full beat. How do you get off book then? If you are so word perfect. I write it out. Over and over and over and over
0: again. That's how you do it.
1: I record it on my phone a couple times and then I go run and listen to it. And then I come write it out over and over and over and over and over again and then I make anybody who will run it with me. My boyfriend wants to murder me half the time because he's trying to chill after a long day at work because he works in an office and as soon as he comes home I'm like, here, quiz me on this. Tell me if I mess up any word. And then if I do, I get all like weird and self loathy and then I go back and I write it down a million times and it's not good. Like I need to chill.
0: <laughs> I need to chill out. Well, it's working. Yeah, I mean, so something's working. But what's working? If you're driving your crazy is it working yeah that's true you know so the recording thing I've done before to hike with myself so because when your body is moving
1: yes yeah
0: and that's like a little hidden gem
1: yeah I just take everything so even if it's like bad writing now even if it's like writing where there's like typos in it I'll still fix it and then memorize that word perfect like it's so serious you know the stuff where it's like, that's a past tense and the next one's a present tense. That's not going to work for me because my character's intelligent. Yeah. I'm changing it. We'll
0: see. But there then I... A little liberty. Okay, so a
1: little liberty. <laughs> Ra- that's rare.
0: Okay. Because how how often
1: do you get those auditions? Very rarely.
0: Well, I don't know. I audition for a lot of interesting indie stuff, so... Well, then change um. it. <laughs> that's where I get my mentality. Right? Change it. Like, nah, it doesn't make sense. I'm going to change it. Okay, so then... Talk about now then the show is coming out. You said you're also auditioning for other stuff, right? How do you prioritize if that's if you're you know pretty type A? What's what's like the day to day? How do you keep yourself on track? Um, and obviously now you're just acting. Yeah, is that correct?
1: Well, as far as oh Are, like, no, you're I'm not. No, yes, not, not okay. bartending anymore. I'm like that's I'm really acting, cool. but also doing PR work, which feels like a totally <laughs> different different job.
0: I want to talk about totally that. different
1: job. Like I'm doing a. I'm doing a Spanish talk show at the end of this month, and I'm like so. I'm like, what, what do I do? How do I do this? Are you fluent? No. Oh. They put a little thing in your ear. It's a whole. It's a whole thing. I'm so nervous. Oh my god. Yeah. And you have to like pose on the red carpet, and I'm like, I don't know. What do I wear? How do I do this? I d- did my first one, and my manager was like, maybe talk to
0: um, your publicist about how to pose.
1: Oh. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, totally. That's a
0: whole side of it I feel like no one really talks about. So let's talk about it. You got a publicist. Yes. What was that process? I have one coming on this podcast. This oh, that's season. important. I'm okay,
1: so it's, I didn't know I was going to have to do that. I had a lunch with my manager right after I booked and she was like, so publicists have started to contact me because your deadline article came out. I was like, I have no idea what my life is and what's happening. She's like, so set some money aside for that. And I was like, okay, sure. I mean, how much is that going to be? Um, It's kind of expensive, isn't it? It's very expensive. And I didn't um, incorporate myself before getting this job. So, I mean, I feel like this is an important thing to say. So you see uh, taxes took away half, and then I saw about half of that because you then pay out your agent and manager. So um, it's a big chunk. It's a big chunk. Taxes took half. Oh, because you were also in Canada. I was also in Canada. So taxes took half, and then... So I saw half of that. So I ended up seeing a quarter. Okay. And the first time I saw that, that was like pretty scary um, because I had already decided I needed a publicist. Um, my cast was amazing. They've all been there before. And um, I remember having a conversation with Sherry Shepard and Kristen Chenoweth where they were like, you need a publicist. Both of them just, like, got on me. They were like, get a publicist, write out everything that you like, tell them what you want to be doing, and just take your interviews, get one now. You need, to go get a, you need to go get a publicity shoot, all of this stuff. I was like, you guys are
0: overwhelming me.
1: How much, much is a publicist? From two to $8,000. Like,
0: uh, okay. Okay. A month.
1: A month. But You only need one for, like, two or three months. Okay. So I got my publicist for three months. Um. And they were both like, it's not an option, which was so helpful for me because then you don't have to do the whole like thinking about it thing.
0: Well, yeah. And then it's I think a lot of actors have done something like what you just said and they had a big booking and then they watch things kind of peter away and they feel like they didn't capitalize. I don't know moment. that. I don't know if it's like
1: so I am. I'm not there yet. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I don't know exactly what it does. But I know, because I'm not there yet, we'll, we'll learn, I'll learn with you when you have the publicist on here. Great. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know that it's important because you get something called a press kit. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's important for getting big jobs in the future. Um, I know that I have, what I've seen from it is that um, I'm friends on social media with a lot of the producers and directors and some casting directors that I've worked with in the past. And they are thinking of me. You know when I when these things are posted um, or come out, uh, I know that's important, and I'm like learning how to do all of these things, right? So it's very important, I think, to learn how to walk and step. Well, what
0: that's, to know I mean, what the like heck the I'm stuff. doing? Yeah. yeah, no one yeah. teaches you that. You're just supposed to know.
1: Yeah, and then there's you know there's stylists and makeup artists and all that. You just have to. I'm just fig- I'm figuring it out. I love that. Yeah.
0: What what have you done so far with your publicist that you were like oh that was something that was helpful?
1: Um, all of it. I mean, all of it is helpful, right? So there's a lot of red carpet stuff, mm-hmm. um, a lot of meet and greets and that kind of stuff. A lot of uh, a lot of interviews. A lot of interviews for online. I also had my, my publicist reached out to you. I'm I know, here. I, got,
0: I was so excited. Yeah.
1: Well, I told I asked her to because I'm a fan of the podcast. I so it. I was like, can Very you special. reach out? I want to do this. Because you know, Sherry told me. Tell her what you want to do. And I was like, I'm such a fan of podcasts. I listen to so I listen to all I listen to your podcast and then I listen to like the awards podcasts too. What, like yeah, THR. What other ones you like? The THR podcast, mm-hmm. the awards one. I feel like it's important to listen to actors of all levels because I want to know what's what I'm going to be facing in my immediate future. And I want to know what, because, you know, you got to act as if. So what am I going to be facing in my long-term future? It's important. Um, so I listened to THR. I listened to that one
0: audition. Oh, Alicia Oxy. Yeah. She's a dream of mine to it on this podcast. I
1: listened to hers and I listened to, um, I'm trying to think, because I listen to a lot of podcasts also that are not acting podcasts. Mm-hmm. But um, like meditation podcasts and that ah, kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay.
0: Do you have a favorite of those?
1: Uh, there's a Tara Brock one where she has meditations on the podcast, which is great. But I actually like her online. If you just look like Tara Brock meditation, she has like 5,000 meditations for everything. Cool. Yeah. I think that's huge. Yeah. Everyone should meditate. It's uh, important. Um, and I listened to, I just started listening to Audrey Helps Actors. Oh, yeah. That's Mm -hmm. a good one, too. And um, what is it? Behind the camera? In front of the camera? Sam Jones. Yeah. Yeah. He's good, too. And I wrote to him. I wrote to him when I booked my thing. Did you? Yeah. Because he, at the end of his podcast, he was like, tell me where you're at listening to my podcast. And I was like your podcast really helped me get to where I'm at. And right now I'm on set for my first series regular. So I just wanted to say thank you. That's
0: so cool. And he wrote
1: back. He did? He was like, congratulations. I'll look out for you. Maybe I'll interview you one day. I was like, all right.
0: Oh, you yeah. keep that in your back pocket.
1: Yeah, keep that. I'll be <laughs> like, you. Ha- I'll respond to it when I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: I love that. Yeah. Hey, um, we are already towards the end, which is crazy. I feel like this just flew by. I literally thought we were like 20 minutes in. You know this question because you've listened to the podcast, but – If there is something you could tell actors right now who are just starting, who might not have even had a first audition yet, or who have been in L.A. a year or two, what would you want them to know about this journey? Keep
1: your feet pointed towards where you want to go. Wherever your feet are pointed, that's where you will go. So if your feet are pointed towards partying, You'll go in that direction. If your feet are pointed towards your career and towards what you want, you don't have to worry so much because that's the direction that you're going in. So I wish I knew that. And I have to remind myself of that often. Um, so just check out where your feet are pointed. If you're worried about where you're at, look at your feet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that.
1: Yeah. Uh. That, and it takes time. Be patient. It takes time. It's and you don't have to book all these jobs before you're 27. So No, that there's guy. no age limit.
0: Yeah. What?
1: I found in my, in my journey to trying to find as many people as I could, I found people who booked for the first time when they were like 40. Most of them did theater first, but still. Yeah, there's no rules. No, there's no rules. And look, turn on your TV. There are people of all ages, all shapes. We didn't get into that. But all everyone, Uh you know, there's a good representation of the world on TV now. For the first time, there's still work to do, Mm -hmm. but for the first time, there's a more broad representation of the world.
0: That's so much more interesting. You don't have to change yourself. Yeah. Oh
1: wait, that's one other thing. Oh, okay. Oh yes. The last thing that I would tell myself is, you don't have to change yourself into, or that I would tell uh, myself or a a new starting actor, you don't have to change yourself into what they want. Show them what you bring. That's all. That's more
0: interesting. That's so much more interesting. Yeah. I mean, this was great. This was so fun. I'm so glad I got to meet you. (laughs) Uh, If people want to check out the show, check out you, um, where can you direct them to?
1: So my Instagram and Twitter is Amanda underscore underscore Payton two underscores Ooh. because one underscore was taken Damn it. um and then the show by the time this airs will not be on nbc anymore i don't think okay does it's it go to hulu it'll be on hulu great yeah great, yeah great, great. yeah so check it out on hulu definitely and and if you want a little more and you want an in-world podcast um, my character on the show does a podcast called M-Town, town with an E, T-O-W-N-E, where murder happens. And that podcast, uh, there's one episode per episode of the show, and the episodes are like 15 minutes. It's like an in-world podcast. My character's a podcast host. And so
0: they're really putting the podcast out.
1: So they really put a podcast out.
0: Cool. Yeah,
1: yeah, because that's why my character's there, to make a t- podcast. So they that. made the podcast. And that is where you find all podcasts. So it's on Spotify, and it's also just on Apple
0: Podcasts where you're listening to this. Cool. Awesome. Uh, Okay, thank you so much for your time. You are so sweet. I'm so glad I got to meet you. Thanks for having me. Oh, Guys, I will talk to you in just a bit. And that brings us to the end of today's episode. Amanda, thank you for your stories, your candidness, and your time. You are a doll. You guys have to watch her on trial and error, and you should listen to her podcast that's based in the show, All the links to all of the stuff she talked about, the classes, the show, the podcast, is all at onebrookactress.com. If you click in the podcast section, you can go right to her episode and click on all those links. While you're there, click around, read a couple articles. I know it's been a little slow over there recently. The podcast kind of overtakes my life when it's going on, but don't worry, there is a lot coming to you in November and December. Other than that, please make sure you're rating reviewing, subscribing, all the good things to this podcast. It means the world to me. I also love your Instagram shares. The notes I'm receiving on Instagram are really making my days a whole hell of a lot brighter as it's very foggy in Los Angeles right now. Thank you guys so much for supporting our sponsor of this episode, Red Mouse Pictures. If you haven't yet listened to their bonus episode, make sure you listen to it so you know who they are and what they do and get in touch with them and utilize their services. I am in process and I can't wait to tell you all about it. Thank you guys as always and I will talk to you next week.